What's up, everybody? This is your girl, author Monique Duel, and welcome to another episode of Having a Moment with Moni here on the HOD Radio Network, streaming from Benin, Nigeria. Hey, family. My heart is heavy, so I'm just going to get right into it. Um, this week has been hell. Uh, about two weeks ago, one of my female cousins was shot. And as far as I know, uh, because, you know, you have relatives that interact with other relatives and then you have other relatives that don't interact with any, you know, any of the other relatives at all. As far as I know, she is um, well on the mend after um, it wasn't looking too good in the beginning. And I still don't know if she's stable or whatever have you. I don't know the details or any of that. This is on my mom's side of the family. Her father was killed in a botched robbery about five years ago, which is my first cousin. So you can just imagine. And then Monday that just passed. Another cousin, a male cousin, was shot and killed just days after he proposed to his fiance. And now she, along with a male accomplice who was actually the shooter, are being charged with first degree murder and is facing life in prison without the possibility of parole or the death penalty. And this is this is the thing. <laughs> the chilling part of the whole thing. This female continued to post on Facebook as if she was a grieving, devoted wife or, or fiance, rather a grieving, devoted girlfriend saying things like, please come back, please wake up and all these kinds of things, knowing full well she was responsible for the death of my cousin. I don't have to describe to you guys what our family is feeling right now uh, because <laughs> there are no words for this. There are no words she has children. He has children. Now, I don't know if these six children are theirs together. It's on the news, y'all. In Pennsylvania, look it up. It's on the news. It made the news. My cousin was the representative for the family and things like that because, of course, his mom, which is my first cousin, couldn't even articulate words to even speak to the media. Listen, y'all. This is more than we can bear. You see the stories. You see the news and go, oh, that's a shame and things like that. I'm telling y'all, when it, when it comes full circle and it's your family member or things like that, there is a level of anger and rage that cannot be contained unless you know who God is. If you don't know who God is and you don't, oh God, <laughs> how many more parents got to bury their children before we get it? How many more GoFundMe pages is going to be put up because, you know, we have not taken responsibility and accountability for our lives. And so we just leave stuff undone 
and you know expect our families to figure it out and things like that so we leave we leave things open we don't you know take the time to get life insurance we don't take the time to write wills and put things in order because we feel like oh yeah we're young we got all the time in the world and things like that well why and I don't have answers y'all We'll never have answers <laughs> as to why these things are happening or why, you know, my family members or why your family members or why this. Every time we, we experience hardship of any kind, especially when death is involved, the first thing we do is ask God why or we blame God rather. Or, or yeah, we blame God because we feel like, hey, you could have stopped this. You could have easily let the gun jam. You could have easily interceded and intervened and things of that nature. So it comes full circle. And then, you know, there's the other side where the whole entire family is destroyed because now these kids don't have their father because he's never coming back or their mother because she's not going to come back and out of jail until she's in a body bag. So there are no winners here. My, I, I, I don't. What I don't understand is for those of us who choose to be in relationships and things like that, why, just why, y'all, why do we continue to be in relationships if we're not happy? And why do we feel as if uh, we have the right to take life just because we don't like a thing. And I'm, and then this is across the board. I'm not even talking about just in relationships. Why do we just feel like, you know, taking a life is the answer? Where are you in your, I, I don't understand y'all. I'm trying to find words because I'm trying to find out how it is this female portraying a whole different life on Facebook with my cousin and all these kinds of things knowing full well that she was still entertaining whomever this gentleman was and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was her her ex-boyfriend or whatever former fiance whatever the case may be I don't I don't understand if you weren't happy or whatever the case may be, then why stay in the relationship? Why accept the engagement ring? Why move in together? And all of these things that you do and grandstand on social media and all these kinds of things. When you knew that there was darkness in your heart and that you were plotting and planning to take my cousin's life. What was so bad? <laughs> What was so bad that you couldn't just leave him alone and go your way or, or, or say no to the proposal or say that the relationship was over way before that? Somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, there was some dishonesty and some facade going on. Somewhere along the line, there was something that went terribly wrong. And now my cousin is left to grieve. This is her firstborn son. She is left to grieve. His siblings are left to grieve. His father is left to grieve. And you go on Facebook and say, baby, please wake up. 
Like you did nothing wrong. Y'all, this shook me to my core. We put on fronts and we put on facades all the time. People are pretending all the time right in front of us. And we don't see it despite the fact that God may show it to us. We refuse to believe what we see. And so we stay in these predicaments for whatever reason. We throw caution to the wind, not realizing this caution can cause us our very life. We don't know how to we don't we don't know how to to do proper conflict resolution. We got pride and we got to prove that we're the with the man or we're the woman. So we you know, we get an attitude and things like that. The first thing we're going to do since we got guns and stuff like that, we're going to show you that we the man or we the woman. Death is permanent, y'all. And years before this. Another cousin on my mom's side of the family lost his son to gun violence at Howard University. It was on the news. He was shot at and killed at Howard University's homecoming over a girl. So in case you haven't been keeping track, that is two cousins of mine who have been killed over a female. And one over a botched robbery gone wrong. Three men. In the bloodline, in our family, gone, gone. <sighs> Listen, y'all, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be decent with my words because I really want to say how I feel it. I don't want to offend nobody. I'm tired. I can't, I, I don't want to imagine how my cousin feels. I know how I felt (sighs) when I lost my sister to cancer. Okay. And I raised her from a baby. I know what that felt like. So I can only imagine that that it feels a billion times worse for her. He was doing what he was supposed to have been doing. He was taking care of his children. He was being a great big brother to his siblings and and being the example and all those kinds of things. And yet he's dead. And so now here I am. Ministering. To my mom's side of the family. In a way that only God can allow me to. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear God right now. They don't. They don't want they don't want to hear nothing about God, forgiveness, showing grace and mercy. Because listen, y'all, on the flip side, listen, I'm angry. <laughs> I am angry. I am livid and all of those things. I am all of that. However. There are two sides to this coin. I don't know if my cousin had a relationship with Christ or not. Because you can only give people the word. It's up to them to accept or reject. And two, this young lady and this young man who was responsible for my cousin's death, they are souls. (laughs) 
And as much and as much pain and devastation as they caused, y'all, I was up in the wee hours of the morning praying and interceding for their soul while reading the comments on my family's page about how much they hate her or them that they'll never forgive them and and they can't show grace and mercy you know and this this and that and how heartbroken they are and these are normal responses to trauma y'all I will not dismiss that at all what I am saying is this we have to be reminded about this one thing Whatever we don't do as people of God, whatever we don't do for our brothers and sisters in Christ, even in the face of death and trauma, God is not going to do it for us. Okay, you don't want to show her grace and mercy. You don't want to show him grace and mercy and you don't want you don't want to forgive them. Then you cannot ask God to forgive you. Matter of fact, you can't ask God for anything. Until you surrender your heart and surrender the pain. And so I'm being real gentle with my cousin. I'm being real gentle and and, and real loving as much as I can be. Because I know for myself, I would be in the same predicament. And no, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it when my grandmother died. I didn't want to hear the scriptures and nothing and none of that. When my sister died because she was only 29 years old, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it when my mom died. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it when my son was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, when I went through the divorce and all that and domestic violence and homelessness and everything else. I didn't want to hear it. But at some point, I came to the realization, y'all, that great is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I told them, I said, even in this place right here, God is still good. And I stand 10 toes down on it. I stand 10 toes down on it. I prayed, y'all, that this this female and her accomplice would find Christ. I don't care how God gets them there. God is God. A win is a win. I pray that this female uh, realizes the magnitude of what she did. And I pray that God would save her soul. And I pray that she would not commit suicide. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm more than sure unless her conscience is just singed to hell that the enemy is having a field day with them behind those prison bars right about here. I feel sorry for them because somewhere in their minds, for whatever the reason was, and we still don't know all the details that we probably would never know. Why such a drastic action? Because I don't care what what the situation is, the ends, the end never justify the means as it relates to murdering someone. And it's more than I could bear, y'all. I, 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 I am heavy. I am heavy in my heart and I'm heavy in my spirit because I see what the enemy is trying to do in the bloodline as it relates to the men in our family, as well as the women. But this this spirit of murder. No. <laughs> this spirit of murder. And, and all 
all of these kinds of things that the enemy is trying to to bring about to destroy the men in our family and the bloodline. The devil is a whole lie. And if I am the only one who's going to pray and, 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 and intercede and go to God, then that's what's going to happen. I set up and, and I know it was it had to be two, three in the morning. And I just cried. I weeped before God. I'm like, God, have mercy. Y'all, I have a bunch of words. I ain't need them. Why? Because the word says that God interprets our moanings and groanings, which cannot be uttered. I And I can only imagine how my cousin feels. If I couldn't even utter words to, to, to articulate, to put together, to say, God, have mercy. And to plead the blood of Jesus over our bloodline. And our men and our babies, I I, I can't. I already know that <sighs> she's barely breathing, y'all. Pain, trauma. There are listen. Everybody under the sound of my voice, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't care what's going on in your life, how angry you are. And I'm not dismissing your feelings and emotions because we have them. God gave them to us. God knows he gave them to us as indicators. I am, I am appealing to you to please, please, ma'ams and please, sirs, babies, children, everybody, please, please just leave just in the relationships the business or whatever just leave and heal allow yourself to feel the pain to heal don't retaliate by taking a life by doing the unthinkable don't don't take a life don't take another person's life and please please y'all don't take your own it's not worth it i told y'all last week (laughs) that that uh God has the perfect person for you in due season. And if you're not careful because you're trying to satisfy a deficit in your life that you would settle and and accept the enemy's handout. And that's not what we want. This is why healing, y'all, this is why inner healing is necessary. This is why prayer and discernment is necessary. This is why being obedient and following the voice of God is necessary. We see God's warnings in certain things all the time, and we don't see them that way because we have this idea that we can fix a person. We have this idea that our love is going to keep us together like Captain and Tanil. Our love is enough and it would change them. No, nothing you have is enough. Without God is not enough. And I told my family, I said, my words are inadequate and they're supposed to be. But God's word is never inadequate. And as the moments roll by, cry it out. Scream if you have to go chop down a cherry tree, whatever it is you need to do. But please don't feel the fire of retaliation. Don't don't feel the fire in the comments, because now uh, because she had been actively posting prior to her arrest. Now the the extended family is all in her 
you know, all on her social media pages and all this kind of stuff going in and going off. It's not going to solve anything. She's already in prison. She was denied. They were denied bail. They're not getting out unless they commit suicide or, or, you know, or, or, or just, you know, die of natural causes. They're not getting out. And so we're grateful to to law enforcement who acted very quickly and, and was right, you know, was on it and was able to, to find the evidence and do what needed to be done and all of that. Yes, we're still left with lingering questions. Yes. And now we are trying to to uh, heal and Make sense of it all, which you never will. No, you know, when you lose a loved one, it don't matter if it's to murder or not. You never will make sense of death. No matter how it comes, whether it's old age or not. Everybody, if we took a poll today, everybody would say if they could could ask God to reverse one thing about about life, that would be one of them. We don't want to lose anybody or anything. But the fact of the matter is that all of us are going to take a dirt nap one of these days until Jesus returns. That's the bottom line. And so, listen, I need y'all to really seriously think about your future, especially if you have kids and spouses and businesses. Do you have your affairs in order? And you don't have to do it. Listen, you got to take one step at a time if you don't have the finances to put certain things in order because paperwork, y'all going through attorneys to do certain things. Woo, Jesus. I know. But you can still put something in writing and have it notarized. It is better than having nothing and having to go to probate court and argue with people and all those kinds of things when you're gone, especially if you have assets. Do you have quality life insurance? You don't you don't need five hundred fifty five billion dollars to put you in the ground. You don't. You need a policy that is at least ten thousand at least. And at this point, nope, I'm going to take that back. You need a policy that is at least 15 to 20 because nowadays, woo child, I am in the DMV area for those of y'all who who are new and listening here. We have a cemetery called Harmony Memorial Park. Harmony Memorial Park charges $10,000 just for a burial. That's without the funeral service at the funeral home and the hearses and all that. That's just for them. For a vault to put you in and to open and close the ground because they are popular. $10,000. That is why my grandmother is not buried there. 10 G's y'all straight up and that's for the base package that ain't even for the glitz and and, and glam and the 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 headstone and all that that's just for that part I just told you about the headstone is extra and to open and close the ground for the headstone is extra so you see where I'm going with this y'all listen I know you it's easy to say well I'm dead I don't care but this is the devastation and the carnage that we leave At the end of our life, whether we die of natural causes or not, when we don't have our affairs in order and there's other people who can trump, you know, certain people because, you know, the legal next to can gets to say so or whatever. And even then you still may have to go have to go to probate court. Why send your family through all of that? Why uh, send your family through the embarrassment of having to 
ask people for money to bury you, especially especially if you have children. You are if you are over 18 years of age, you should have a life insurance policy. 18 and over, you should have one already, period. Whether it was started when you were 16 or so by your mom and all that kind of stuff, and you picked it up. If you are at least 21, before be, listen, you should have a life insurance policy before you even get an apartment and all that. Because you need to have things in place. You don't know how much time you have. Do y'all know y'all y'all out here making GoFund rich? Because you're being irresponsible. For the price of Starbucks that you pay per day every week, if you take that Starbucks money that you spend five, ten dollars every day, you could get a life insurance policy. And it's beneficial to you because you can take loan, you know, you can get dividends from it and things of that nature. So it works in your favor after it has matured for a while. You could take loans out in case of an emergency. But of course, a lot of people don't know these things because they figure they got their whole lives, their whole lives to live and all that kind of stuff. Listen, y'all, don't don't leave your family assed out. I'm I'm serious. I Yes, I said it. Don't leave your family assed out. Because people ain't got thousands of dollars just laying around to put nobody in the ground. Nobody ain't got no eight thousand dollars for no funeral just laying around by happenstance. Not majority of us. Most of us, God has provided our needs and it ends there. We may have a little bit of surplus. We may not, but not unless you got a business or or, or God uh, uh, speaks to somebody to to come by and write you a check for eight to ten thousand dollars. We just don't you know, most of us don't have that. We got enough money to buy you some chicken. And put some gas in your car for the next two weeks. Or even buy you a pair of shoes. But funeral money, we don't. We are devastated. Because a whole f- entire family is torn in half. Because you got the one side that don't care about nothing. They bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy. Then you got the other side saying, listen, there's a better way. <laughs> And Christ is it. We don't have to stoop to their level because we're no better than they are. And it's easy. Listen, it is just as hard for me to minister to my cousin in this flesh than it is to perform what God tells us to do in the midst of this situation. Did y'all hear what I said? It's hard for me to tell her to forgive. (laughs) Because, come on, let's be honest. It's hard for me to tell her that. It's hard for me to tell her that that the word says God, the, the, the word says vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. She don't want to hear that. His siblings and his father don't want to hear that. The rest of the cousins and extended family and the aunts and the uncles don't want to hear that. They want to make sure that the people that is responsible for his death burns in hell. And those were their words. And I'm and I'm saying to myself, if you don't let go that attitude and that and that hot posture posture, you're going to burn in hell, too. 
Yeah. This is a hard place for us, y'all. It is a hard place for them. And it is a hard place for those of us who are in the body of Christ, who is trying to show them that God is with them, even in the midst of this. The word says, lo, I will be with you always. Even until the end of the world, God is not God is still God, even in this situation. God is still God. And I promise you, y'all, that God will comfort you if you allow him to. He will give you peace if you allow him to. It's still going to hurt. Yes, you're still going to cry. Yes. Please, y'all put the guns down, please. Please, y'all, because this don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. We just walk around doing stuff. We just walk around and just make decisions, and we use our mouths to assassinate people. We use weapons to assassinate people and all this kind of stuff without giving a second thought, not realizing it, recognizing that you will reap what you sow. It doesn't matter if you repent or not. You still have to suffer the consequences of whatever it is you have done. And yes, God has mercy. Even in consequences, God is good. Even in consequences, God is still good to us because we don't get what we deserve. We don't get the penalty for the stuff we've done. And we've done some stuff, y'all. We have done it. And we've done it on purpose too. We planned it out, plotted it out, and dreamed about it and some more stuff. Got people to go along with us and everything. And our foolishness and ignorance and our nastiness and our pride and our arrogance. What are we trying to prove? What is the point? What is the point? There was literally no reason, no rhyme or reason for this. None. None. I don't know what went on in their relationship and things like that. I don't listen at this point. It don't matter. It still was no rhyme or reason for them to take his life. And now the whole family is destroyed. And I I can't imagine how her family and the the gentleman's family is feeling right now. Because our family, my mother's side of the family, embraced her like she was family already before they got engaged in all of that. It was a done deal because he had been with her long enough. She was a member of the family. It was a done deal. They embraced her. Helped her, fed her, helped with the kids and some more stuff just for this. So you, I, you already know what what's happening. You already know the, the 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 tensions are high, the emotions are high. It's not going to take much to pop off. And let's be honest, y'all. We got them family members that don't care. They they will kill you away for the police to come. They don't care. And if you know anything about prison life and, and, and all that kind of stuff, if you're well connected and stuff like that, all you got to do is make a phone call. And y'all know what I'm talking about. I've had family members who've done 
plenty of prison time and are well connected to a degree to, to people who are still on the inside that they have, you know, been cellmates with or whatever the case may be, or they have a link to some sort of crooked correctional officer and stuff. Y'all don't hear me. This is why we got to pray and intercede. One phone call on the inside, one text message on the inside, and it's a done deal. And this is what this is the problem. It just it'll just keep going, y'all. Violence begets violence. Retaliation is just going to continue and it's going to be a domino effect and a snowball effect and all those kinds of things. You're going to have more T-shirts with pictures on it of your family members who are dead and gone, more families torn apart and crying and more people at odds with each other and stuff like that. And the violence will just continue. And then innocent people will be hurt and God forbid killed simply because they were in your presence when when the retaliation started. Because after all, we are living in a day and a time where people don't care. They just fire in broad daylight, running, walking on scooters. They don't care who the bullets hit. Long as it's one of them is going in the direction of their target. They don't stand there and aim at the person that they're actually trying to kill. They just go wild like they in the wild, wild west somewhere. I am angry. Four cousins. Three males and one female. Three males dead. One female hanging on. And for what? And for what? This is more than we can bear, y'all. This is more than we can bear. And these are the times, let's be honest, when we question God, we question God, we question our relationship with God, we question if we got faith, if we really believe God uh, and where we stand with God. When we when when things like this happen, any type of traumatic thing that happened, and I'm not just talking about death because I felt the same way. Like I told y'all, when my grandmother died, my mother died, my sister died, when my son was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, when I went through the divorce, when I went through the sexual assaults and all this kind of stuff and all of these things that are now part of my testimony, I felt the exact same way. They all were losses in their own right, permanent ones. How do you overcome that? I, I, I Listen, y'all. How? How do you overcome that from the from the from the mindset of the person who actually committed the crimes? And as the person on the other side who has to accept that you did it. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all and tell y'all that I know what that's like because I don't. I don't. I don't know what that's like. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what that's like. But I do know what it's like to go to God and cast all my cares on him because he cares for us. I know what it's like to cry to God with my whole soul because I am hurting to the point of not even wanting to, to, be, to, to be alive anymore. 
I know what it's like to ask God why over and over again with tears falling down my face while I'm laying in the hospital getting tests to make sure I didn't have STDs from the sexual assault. I know what it's like to scream and cry to God when they tell you that, 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 that your child has something that you can't kiss a boo-boo for or take a pill or a potion or a remedy or whatever you want to call it for that you have to walk out for the rest of your life. I know what it's like to stand there and cry over your sibling that's laying in a casket at 29 years old through no fault of her own with a child left behind i know i know the anger and the rage i know the shaking at the fist shaking the fist at god and saying god why what is god what are you doing what are you doing and why why this why now why this way why why i know I know what heartbreak feels like. I know what it feels like not not to know if you really forgave somebody or not and asking God, okay, um, how do you know? And I talked about this on maybe 12 shows ago. You know that you forgive someone because when you talk about it, the sting is no longer there. You're holding and you cry out of out of gratitude because God has healed you, but you're not crying like you like the incident just happened and you're not, you know, your demeanor doesn't change and it doesn't cause your heart to race and palpitate and you don't feel the anger and the bitterness and the rage. You go from that to feeling godly sorrowful to the point where you can pray and intercede for them from a pure place. That's how you know that you are walking in forgiveness. And so until then. Y'all better stay in God's face. We got to stay in God's face. And so I suggested that we pray. I haven't gotten a call or a text from anybody yet. So guess what? I am praying. It doesn't matter what they not doing. I didn't expect them to respond. Not now. They don't want to hear it. And it's okay. This is why we intercede. We take we take the burdens to the Lord on their behalf as if we were them. We allow ourselves to feel this pain and this brokenness and this anger. Did y'all know that's what intercession is? It ain't just because you decided to say a two minute prayer for somebody. No intercession is I am taking the place of you so that you don't have to bear the weight of the burden. And I am taking it to the Lord on your behalf until you are strengthened enough to be able to deal. So y'all stop talking about you interceding you, <laughs> until you feel the pain and, and your spirit being ripped apart until you feel the sickness in your body of the people that you're pa- that you're praying for until you experience their plight. You are not interceding. You are simply praying. And you may not even be doing that correctly if you ain't saying what the Lord tells you to say. But this is true intercession. So if let's say you got COVID and you ask me to pray for you, if I'm interceding interceding for you there will be times where I feel the symptoms of what you're suffering with and there are other times that I don't but I still feel the 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 emotional weight of it I might not feel the physical sickness or symptoms but I still feel the emotional and the spiritual and the mental weight that you're carrying that is intercession hmm <laughs> And baby, if you turn your plate down and go to God in true intercession, baby, 
It's nothing like it. And guess what? And this is and and that little bit that we feel is nothing compared to how God, the Father, and God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit feels when they intercede for us in the heavenlies. Woo! Yeah. I am casting the cares on God on behalf of my family. I'm casting, I'm throwing, I'm kicking, I'm shoving, whatever it takes, y'all. This is where whatever it takes whatever it takes this is why we as the boc the body of christ gotta be on our jobs because if we're on our jobs a lot of this stuff that's happening in the atmosphere would not be happening yeah i said it and the word predicted it the word (laughs) the word ain't lie there are more of us in the body of christ acting like atheists than the ones who are truly walking with God and serving God and doing what he's called us to called us to do. We're acting. We, the body of Christ as a whole is acting more like the world than the world is. And the world is acting more like Christians, but they don't, they, but they don't acknowledge Christ. They got their their hearts up are pure, their motives are pure. They're trying to be decent citizens or whatever. They just don't want to be tied to what they call a religion because of the way the body of Christ is acting. They're like, I don't want none of that. I'm doing better without it. Why why should I why should I serve Jesus when y'all acting like this? Y'all acting like me or worse. And that is a shame. We have the answer, y'all, to this to the evil that's in this world. We have the answers. We are glory carriers and we are word carriers. We are Holy Ghost carriers. We are the answer. Through Christ Jesus, we are. What are we doing? Aren't you tired of crying? Aren't you tired of going to funerals and writing funeral programs? Aren't you tired of putting together slideshows and t-shirts and GoFundMe? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of trying to find somewhere for the, for the, for your family's children to go because you don't have space or room for them or don't have the wherewithal to take care of them? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of staying up at night? Aren't you tired of pacing the floor and being being so worried to the point where your hair is falling out, you can't eat, you can't sleep? Aren't you tired? What is it going to take, y'all? Please, y'all, please. Please stop the violence. Seriously, y'all, please stop the violence. Stop the violence. There is no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. If you're in danger, that's a different story. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just just straight up violence. <laughs> Can we stop killing each other for no reason? Can we teach our children how to handle their emotions? 
and their feelings. Can we as adults go to therapy and take our kids with us? Can we can we go to therapy and be about it? Can we go to therapy like we go get a mammogram and a pap smear? Can we go to therapy to get our minds right and our spirits right? We can have Jesus in therapy too. Can we do that? Can we can we hold people accountable for their actions and consequences? Can we be accountable? Because at the end of the day, a lot of the things that are happening is no excuse. There's no excuses and there's no we're not accepting the pastor book because this, that. No, no, no. At the end of the day, we have to be accountable to ourselves for our part in certain things. Everything ain't the devil. And I'm sick of it, y'all. I'm sick of it. Everything is not the devil doing things. We are deliberately doing things on our own. And we need to stop lying. Get yourself together. We are dying in record numbers. We don't, our kids and, and, and our bloodlines are not even reaching 40 years old or 50 years old. They are dropping at, at 29 and 32 and 35 and 42 and 49 and 50. They're not even seeing 60, 70, and 80. Come on, y'all. There's listen, all of us have something to to contribute in this world. There's no such thing as we don't have nothing. There's no such thing as there's nothing we could do to help. That's a lie. The same way we work together to raise money for these funerals and things like that, we can work together to get our communities back. To make our streets safer. To raise our children the right way. Be an example in front of our children the right way. Train them up in the way that they should go. So they could be productive citizens. And, and when they get older, they won't depart from it. Doesn't mean that they're not going to act up or cut out, cut up, cut up rather. That means that there's a seed of righteousness on the inside of them. That once we plant the seed, the word says some plant some water but it is God who gives the increase can we pray for one another and be real about it can we take the time and turn the TVs off and turn off TikTok and Facebook and Instagram put the phones or do not disturb can we get together and get in God's face for real in sorrow and ask God to turn to, to, to make his face to shine upon us and to heal our land as we turn from our wicked ways, as we turn from our wicked ways, as we turn from our wicked ways. How do we expect people to do to do right by us and we don't do right by nobody else? I, I don't understand the rationale. How do you expect for God to give us something that we're not willing to give to nobody else on any given day? You want God to provide and supply your needs to help you. And then you won't you won't help anybody else in any capacity. With nothing. Do y'all know blessings are beyond money and materialistic things? Blessings are things that you cannot give yourself or do for yourself that are divinely orchestrated by God. That's what a blessing is. You waking up in the morning is a divine blessing from God because if he chooses to take his breath back, you're finished. 
you having the activities of your limbs and things like that and able to go to work and make a living and all these kinds of things to do church and ministry and all these things that you have uh, on your plate and things like that are blessings and divine orchestrated by God. Our lives are divinely orchestrated by God. Our body systems and functions and all of those things. The way the earth is turning on its axis and all those kinds of things. The way the ground produces uh, crops and fruit and, and, and vegetables and soil and all these kinds of things. Divinely orchestrated by God. <laughs> we ain't from no Big Bang Theory, baby. Orchestrated by God, doctors and lawyers and all of these things that God has literally given us pertaining to life and godliness have been orchestrated by God. Y'all. Please. Please, y'all. Lord have mercy tonight. Please, y'all, think twice before you decide to swing at somebody, before you decide to set something on fire, before you decide to throw a Molotov cocktail through a window, before you decide to slash a tire, before you decide to pick up a gun and end someone's life or or, or even your own, before you contemplate suicide. Please, y'all, please. Please, y'all, go to God, please. Please go to God. Phone a friend. Hey, even walk up to a stranger if you must. There's still some people out here who have consciences. I have had people to come up to me and ask me to pray for them out the blue or whatever or ask for help because they was hungry and screaming. The babies were screaming and crying. Find somebody. Be honest. Because if you really want help and you really want to be free, see, here's the thing. Your desire to be free has to supersede your desire to stay where you are. And vanity and pride and in comfort zones, you got to want freedom more than you want the bondage. And where there's a will, baby, there is a way. And that is no lie. God makes a way of escape. The word says so. God makes a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. There is no temptation such as common to man. So don't tell me you can't help it. That's a damn lie. That's a lie. Stop saying that. Okay. And I say damn because it is a hellish lie. It is a lie. We have choices and options. We always have a choice. We just don't want to take it. We always have an option, but we just don't want to take it. Or we don't want to wait on God for it. So we take matters into our own hands. My heart goes out to everybody listening under the sound of my voice who has lost loved ones to domestic violence and gun violence and 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 and, and suicide and 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 just 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 tragedies and accidents and illness and disease my heart goes out to you my heart goes out but i'm specifically speaking on gun violence tonight 
please, ma'ams, and please, sirs, stop. 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 It's not worth it. We're tired of seeing it on the news. We're tired of being the, the victims, and we're 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 tired. We're t- we're tired of, of of marching and trying to get these gun laws changed when the majority seems like they don't care because it's not happening to them. So their their attitude and their perception is like, oh well, y'all should know better. Oh well, y'all should do X Y Z. These lawmakers don't care about us, y'all. They don't. They don't care that that we're killing each other off. They got to the point now where they don't even get. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. That's that's another whole thing. But listen, y'all, please keep our family. Keep keep not just my family. Every time you think of, uh, every time you see the news and somebody has been taken due to gun violence. Or some sort of, uh, or some sort of crime or things like that. Can you say a prayer? Can you do that? We're all on this earth together. Can we? Can we be deliberate and intentional about lifting one another up? And please, y'all, get your affairs in order, please, please. Because it's one thing to grieve when you lose somebody. It's another thing to 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 have to be stressed out. With funeral expenses. Because you were not. Because whoever it was. Was not proactive. While they were in the land of the living. They were not deliberate about getting their affairs in order. And things like that. Because they fell into the the the, the, the thought of. Oh I'm young. I have time. Y'all I was surprised. And I'm going to say this. And I'm going to bed. I was surprised at how many of my friends don't have life insurance. Single with kids, married with kids, and don't have life insurance for themselves or their children. It shocked me to my core. Y'all taking pictures of Puerto Rico and and, 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 and Jamaica and this, this and that and going, you know, and, and going on these expensive Disney trips and all that, but you don't have no life insurance. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Your priorities out of order. We got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. We got to care enough about one another to do better and making life decisions because what we do don't just affect us. I wish it did, y'all. I really do. I wish it did, but it doesn't. If you don't believe me, just look at the state of the world. We are all affected by the action of one person. By the act of one person. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And to another episode of Having a Moment with Moni. And if you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins. Cry out to him. Cry out to him. 
Repent for your sins. Ask him to come into your heart to be, to be, ask him to be your Lord and your Savior. And then find a great Bible teaching church who is teaching the inerrant word of God. And as I always say, don't join it just because Pookie and them are there. Your mama and your grandma and them grew up there. Stay and look and discern and pray for a while and ask God, is that the place for you? And then ask him what ministry you should be in. You know, you can sing and things like that. Yes. And all those kinds of things. But maybe that's not where God wants you in that particular season. So make sure you're participating in community of believers to strengthen you because iron sharpens iron. And if you don't have and if you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's simple. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He is a person, not in it. He will fill you with the evidence of speaking in tongues and understand that when you start speaking, you're going to speak baby babble. Until you mature in your tongues. Don't let the enemy tell you you're not talking to God. Because remember, you're speaking in tongues. You're speaking spirit to spirit to God. Okay, y'all. Get you a nice, decent Bible to read. Get a group of friends that can help you rightly divide the word of truth. And find out who you are in Christ. So you won't be walking around here with an identity crisis. An emotional identity crisis. A spiritual identity crisis. Okay. And if you need help, there's plenty of help out here. If you're feeling troubled and anxious and suicidal, whatever it is, there is therapy. You can have Jesus and therapy. I am I am here. I answer all of my inboxes on social media, on all of my pages, on Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you find me at Monique Duel, I'm everywhere. I'm on YouTube, Wisdom app. I'm everywhere. I answer all of the messages. Every last one of them. And I do pray and I and I do mean I pray when y'all ask me to pray. Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. Monique prays. Okay, I love y'all. I want the best for y'all. I want us to grow and go up in God together. Can we do that? All right. Amen. So let us pray. Father, we just thank you and we honor you. Because you're God and you're good, even in the midst of our pain and grief. Oh, God, I pray right now, Father. For all of those who are grieving losses, who are grieving losses, Lord God, especially as Mother's Day weekend approaches, Father. Some people don't have their mothers, never met their mothers. Father, some are planning funerals for their children and and, and loved ones. Father, I pray for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. You said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted, Father. We thank you for being the ultimate comforter, for loving us, for saving us, for filling us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for having a moment with Moni that streams all across the waters and the borders. Thank you for this ability, LLC. Thank you for my children, Lord God. Thank you for everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now, God, I pray for peace in the midst of calamity and confusion, Lord God, because you're not the author of confusion. I pray for provisions for those who are in need. I pray for healing for those who are sick and for those whose hearts have been destroyed by gun violence. Oh God, I pray that you mend them, mend my family's hearts. Oh God, mend their minds, mend their spirits. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, y'all, check out my merch store. This ability has a merch store. Head on over to my link tree. That's link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Monique, D-U-E-L-L. Get a t-shirt, a mug, uh, a bonnet, whatever, a hoodie. I got a little bit of everything for everybody. So I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, uh, see you next week on Having a Moment with Moni. And I'm gone.